0: Well, welcome back, everyone. Starting Stalls is here once again. Oh, I think it's fair to say, sort of dynamite duo. That's what I'm going to call us, Daryl.
1: Yeah, um, I so.
0: yeah we, we, we're we we're back for for more action. Um, I, as you can tell, still look and feel tired from what was a pretty awesome few days in Newmarket. Um, how has your week been? Good, bad, indifferent.
1: Uh, it's been up and down, I've got to be honest. Um, It's been a struggle really. I can't get out of my own way at the moment, but I don't want to dwell on it and, and moan about it because uh, mm-hmm. these things these things, always happen. Tides change. We've beaten a narrow head by a 10-1 to shot yesterday, um, which is obviously a bit of a, a kicker. We had a winner yesterday, two selections yesterday, beating the nose at 10-1 to and, and the winner earlier in the day were fierce. Um, Winner Sunday Araminta over at uh, over at Shanti. I think she was she was pretty smart. Um, but things are going to start picking up. I have just got to get out of my own way and uh, relax a little bit. But things are definitely going to pick up. Um, you must have uh, had some celebrations this weekend.
0: Well, it was it, yeah amazing few few days in Newmarket. I mean, obviously for Kev, he was riding the following day after his four timer. So uh, we we went for dinner in the pub. In Cheebly called the Red Line, which is so nice, amazing food, really nice, quiet little pub. And uh, yeah, we um, definitely weren't weren't really celebrating. And then he was off to Sweden on Sunday. So, Saturday night, I did a bit of celebrating on behalf of both of us um, (laughs) at my friend's Hindu. So, that was, um, yeah, win win for me. Uh, Paul Kev has yet to celebrate, but he'll hopefully have a day off at some stage, maybe in November. Um, but no, it was it. Yeah, awesome few days. Um, I think it's fair to say we saw plenty of top action at Newmarket. But naturally, my highlight was Kev having a four timer on uh, the Friday, and for yeah. four different trainers, four different sets of connections was pretty awesome. He's
1: he's riding out of his skin. To be fair, though, uh, and I'm just saying this because you're sat here. It, it really is like. Look, I remember when he was running for Kevin Ryan, I never wanted a back Kevin Ryan horse unless Stock, Kevin Stock was on. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's he's definitely sort of, like, hitting the hitting the uh, right notes right at the top level. Like, I thought, his, um, thought the final ride that he, that he gave good earth was, was really good. Like, I thought he outrode Jamie Spencer, actually, on another bear because they were both at the rear of the field. Kev's looked for a gap um, between... Um, uh, two horses on his right hand side, uh, Antiphon and um, another one. But he saw that Antiphon was coming back, so he switched inside. And he was, but he was. I like a jockey that forces the situation. You know, not that Ralph, don't sit there, wait and hope they can quicken because he was making ground, even though he was looking for those gaps. And when it came, he shot through. I thought his horse got a little tap on the head as well of a stick by um <laughs> by one of the other riders. So. Like, like he did really well. He, he outrode Jamie Spencer. Jamie Spencer went round the outside and lost plenty of ground, but he was, uh, he was, he was brave and he was riding with so much confidence. So yeah, he's a jockey that when you, when you have a bet on a horse, I think that you, you're always pretty confident that he's going to, going to give everything he's got, you know, um, he, he's always riding that finish. You can't really knock him. So Yeah, I'm thrilled for him that he had a four timer on. So was that his first four timer? Was it?
0: Yeah, first four. He's had a few trebles and we've gone close a couple of times, but first four timer. Yeah,
1: and on the Newmarket July course, a big meeting like that, like yes, that's what you do it for, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. And three of the feature races, the first three as well, um, which was yeah, it was just an amazing day all round. You know, two heritage handicaps, a group two winner. Um yeah, no, it was it, it was awesome. Um and I think we saw a couple of good performances um aside from you know Kev himself, but you know, live your dream, he's a horse that's returned for from a big absence and amazing form. And I think he'll have a massive chance in the Ebor, especially now Vauban's gonna go group group races. Um so I think Live Your Dream will have a massive chance in the Ebor. Persian Dreamer, very talented Philly clearly needs that juice in the ground the rain we were praying honestly we were all out doing the rain dance that morning (laughs) um because she's just so much better with that juice so she's got a couple of options we could maybe see her in the pre-morning which might suit um but yeah she's got a couple of choices i wouldn't be surprised to see her back in the cheaply park at some stage back end of the year she's obviously effective at new market um and Killerbeast Warrior, who is an absolute oh. legend, loves Newmarket, uh, especially that July course. So uh, it was just a day that just worked out perfectly. But I think we we had some pretty good performances from horses that are going the right direction as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like there, there was some real, real decent performances at Newmarket, like real standout performances that that I suppose we ought to talk about. Um, uh, do, should we Should we start with Nostrum?
0: Yeah, he was the first day, so it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, it's sort of been a bit of a talking horse and everyone's been waiting with a bit of anticipation, I, I suppose. Um, but I think coming back with a bang is the right way to describe it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it was, it was hard to knock the performance, really. It was very professional from him. Um, I tried to take him on with imbesto who I thought ran out of his skin, actually. But um, I thought he might have needed the run, but full full for me for sort of thinking Mike, some Michael local stout horses are gonna need the out he he tends to have them pretty straight when he when he wants to have them straight. Look he, he has had the run of the race here like he really has had the run of the race. Like Embesto went sub-11 second furlongs in the sixth and seventh furlong. And to do that consecutively I thought marked him down as a pretty smart horse and he was quickening but Nostrum had already sort of got away from him in the early part of the race and he finished out quite well um I, I do feel that nostrum was obviously the best horse on the day i think embesto is one to to keep very much on side uh, i think if he goes to i think he might go to goodwood next um there's a there's a race there for him so he'll be very interesting to keep on side but nostrum just looks he looks he doesn't look the finished article to me if that makes sense he does in a way in his professionalism but he doesn't in Terms of, I don't think we've really dug to the bottom of him yet. And, uh, he's still did,
0: fairly likely race as well. I it, it, yeah, time off.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was, I didn't think he was under absolute maximum pressure, you know, to, to get the job done. So he's quite exciting. I'm, I am excited by him. Uh, in best I'm glad I was right about that market 97 looking very lenient when I said <laughs> that a couple of weeks ago. Um, so he, he looks like he's, um, going to go in there he'll have the speed for goodwood so i'd be good i'll be looking forward to seeing him there but yeah nostrum's a a class act that's for sure
0: i'm hoping by goodwood that this rain might have uh, disappeared a bit and we get back to some some summer ground obviously yeah uh, it's um it's it's been pretty torrential the last week or so um so it'd be nice if we could just get some i you know not being fussy or anything good ground at goodwood perfect Uh, yeah (laughs) no excuses for anyone then um Obviously the rain did come on Friday and I think that certainly helped Nashua who was extremely impressive, a, a real bounce back from her in the Falmouth. And um, I kind of, when I saw her, I was like, you forget how big she is. And I half wonder at Newcastle, although she had to make the running, they went slow, she's a bit keen, et etc. et cetera, I kind of think she should have won anyway, if she was a hundred percent. And I actually feel as though maybe she's stepped forward a lot between runs and for a really big filler who probably finds her work pretty easy. She probably has taken that return to the track in order to get back to hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it might be the style of running as well. I think, I think holding her up seems to favor her so much better. I mean, if you look at her race and post rating, she's recorded when being held up 110, 119, 112, and 122. The lowest of those was over at Kingland when she got no clear run. Um, staying on strongly but i just think she's really suited by letting everything develop in front of her and then perhaps bursting through because she's definitely got that that smart turn of foot um i think everybody sort of knew that she had the pace um that she had previously shown, previously shown to win over a mile i just think allowing things to develop in front of her was uh was was the right move and yeah she definitely got some speed that was a it was a a crack in time that was in the Falmouth. I think I think you could probably knock the form a little bit I think Remarque she's got plenty of talent but I don't know, I don't know if she's quite a, a real top group one performer via Sestina having that quick turnaround. She's definitely one that needs needs time between her races. I, I was surprised she went off at even money. I thought that was bloody short for, for a horse yeah. to turning to the track so quickly. So look, it's, it's all hindsight, but obviously Nashwell proved far, far better than, than what she was facing at Newmarket. And uh, I do think the key to her is just holding her up and riding over a little bit of patience. Yes.
0: Yeah, she's another to head to Goodwood. So I think a lot of these horses we've seen time-wise works out perfectly. There's good options of races. We've got a, a load of these that will return to Goodwood as well. Um, onto this Saturday, a horse that I'm not sure if he'll be going to Goodwood or not, but will likely, will be, will be heading for the Guineas next year, is City of Troy, who is now the favourite for the Guineas. He was so impressive in the superlative. I mean, I think we touched on him in a pod before, Like looking forward to seeing him out again. When he won at the car, Ryan Moore said, I think it's the first year I'd have never been, like not been able to pull up. Like, he literally struggled to stop him. And it kind of looked the same with Newmarket. The further he went, the better he was. And he just looks like an absolute monster.
1: Fuck me. If you're ever gonna swear, the
0: language.
1: if you are ever gonna swear, use it on this horse because this <laughs> is an outstanding beast. This is this is Jesus Christ, like like I'm normally very bloody conservative when it comes to like big performances like this, right? Because I'm naturally, I'm trying to find reasons why they've performed the way they have and to find angles to try and take him on again. But my God, this just like, just from, take it right back to the very start, right? He's coming out the gates. And if you pause it as the gates open, he's just back on his hind legs. He's just fly, fly jumping a little bit, right? Just showing his little bit of inexperience. It's his second start of his life. It takes him six, seven strides to get into into rhythm. And he's just lobbing along. There was a beautiful side shot from Racing TV looking across the field. And if you just look at the stride cadence of, of City of Troy, I mean, he covers so much ground, but he's doing a half speed. He's really doing a half speed. You, you get into about the fourth furlong pole and you just see great truth who looked incredible at Leicester on, on the time before, really. Um, you see great truth just being pushed and nudged along his short, sharp stride just couldn't really go the gallop. I think it was a bit. Do sh- we
0: think there was much
1: stats? To the race. I I, I think that I think there was enough. Yeah, I, I, I do think that I was quite impressed with Richard Hannon's son as well, previously at Newbury. I, I think there was enough in there, but. I'll be honest with you, I don't think it mattered what you put in that race. I don't no. think anything was going to get near him. Like he clocked some excellent sectionals. He even got into the dip and he just changed his left, he just changed his legs from his from his right lead to his left lead. And he looked unbalanced for mo- for a moment. For a slight moment, he looked unbalanced. But then Ryan Moore just held him together and hitting that rising ground. He's changed his legs again and he's just gone away. The most impressive part about it for me was it was one, one tap with the stick and he just whoosh, See you later. He's sort of off. Like he's clocked sectionals. I know everyone hates talking about sectionals because the way races are run can change sectionals all the time. But the, the manner, I plead you go back and watch this race because these sectionals do make sense when you watch him. The manner of how he's striding along and how effortlessly he's doing it marks him down as a bloody good horse. And for me, I would for me that was the best two rod performance I've seen. Since, I, since i've been in racing like since i've like, like honestly that was that blew me away and and i'll I'm, I'm very rarely get blown away so i can't wait to see what he's going to do it will, t- i mean i don't know what'll be it honestly i don't know i will have I think to he be was,
0: like for me individually it was an extremely impressive performance but i won't i'm not convinced the depth of the race was that strong i think well and that's not like underestimating him or putting down his performance whatsoever because as him alone it was very impressive but what was behind him and I know they were a long way behind him I'm not sure that we've got anything that is going to be up to the very you know the top level so it'd be interesting to see I I can't wait to see him again I'm a big fan of this horse I think he's really smart but it'll be interesting to see if he can be that explosive and win that impressively when he is up against a better grade of force. I imagine national states will very much be right at the top of their agenda. Yeah. And they'll be looking, you know, to sort of aim or, or, or make a route um towards that. Yeah. Seven furlongs, group one, back at home. That seems the the obvious sort of target. I I would I would assume. Um, but you know, it'd be interesting to see. How impressive he could potentially be up against some of the better horses. For an example, it's easier for me to use him as an example off the top of my head. But Buccaneer Fuerte, who is clearly a very talented son of Wilson awesome Bassett, he's going to be stepping up and trip could potentially go National states. Now you've got a, a horse that looks like he's very talented, and that will tell us more about City of Troy and how much superior he might be compared to the rest. No, and, and like like I say, I'm not putting his performance down whatsoever, but I'm looking forward to seeing him in a better strength of depth because I'm just not convinced that was the strongest supposed we've seen in the last few years.
1: I thought it was I thought it was decent. I think I think like great truth in there. Like I think he he'll benefit from coming back and trip. <clears throat> I can see him going to something like a gym crack over six. I don't think he wants Any further than that, his sectionals, his final like two furlongs will tell you that he he probably wants to come back and trip, and his his stride cadence is just his short sharp stride, the way the way he goes about his race will tell you he probably wants to come back and trip. But I I I just thought that I thought City of Troy one was so much in hand that it it kind of doesn't matter what was behind him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, and a little I agree. Bit silly. Like,
0: I, like I say, I'm not yeah. putting his performance down at all. I just think it wasn't the strongest um, opposition that he, you know, he's going to be having to s- compete next time against probably a better grade of horse. Be interesting to see where the two-year-olds stand. Like ultimately, at this time of year, you're still trying to work out, you know, when these horses are stepping up in grade, having maybe only run once, maybe twice. If only won once. Maybe they've won twice, whatever. They're, they're then stepping out of novice company into group company. Well, they actually might be a glorified handicapper. They might be a horse that's going to end up being rated ninety, but they're they've ran, they've won twice, once with a penalty. They have to step up in grade, so they go for a group two, and ultimately they're not group level. That's what we start to learn out, learn about these two year olds now. You know, it's actually where do they stand in the packing yeah. order. And I would have a feeling that some of those horses that compete in the superlative were avoiding running under a double penalty. They had to step up because they've you know, done what they've done. And actually, they're probably not going to be up to that grade long term. That would be my kind of opinion. And I'm not saying that Sidio Troy is not a group one horse because he very much looks like it. But it's still trying to work out where all the two-year-olds actually stand in the pecking order at the moment.
1: i will be sure. shocked if this beat. i will be shocked if it's beaten.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, Ever. Ever. Um, <laughs> Ever. I <laughs> mean, there's um, nothing like a, a, a bit of exaggeration, but you hey, know, um, we better actually t- touch on his sire, Justify, who is stamping a bit of authority. I think it's fair to say we saw him with the winner of the Robert Papin over in France on the weekend as well, and that was a performance you were taken by.
1: Uh, yeah, from sorry, name the horse. You've gone, you've gone, you've gone very cleverly through us
0: oh, that was that was smooth how i used that
1: it, it was,
0: was on the fire rather than on the trap
1: <laughs> it was what's the horse feed the flame oh no <laughs> what's the that
0: horse? would be a year older and ran over about a mile further robert papan
1: oh sorry Come old on. um what's her face what's, what's his, his face, face? rat ah uh, ratuli how how do you see it? A Ramatuli. Yes, there we go. Is that right? Yeah, good winner um of the group two Robert Pepper. Can Could
0: I just, done... can I just say she was actually on your list? Yeah, she was, yeah, like, I know. I was really disappointed. I gave you about ten clues and you still went meh.
1: <laughs> Listen, I got to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not the biggest sort of sire fan, and I, I wouldn't really know who's bred who and who's okay, shagged okay. and what horses have shagged justify. other horses. I, like, I wouldn't really know, like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. But, um, yeah. No, Galileo? Dubai? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, this was yeah, a pretty good performance <clears throat> to win that group two there. Uh, there's some British form that ties in through that. Um, I used Ballon Dior, who was rated about 91. I'd say his form, his rating is probably slightly inflated. He was comfortably beating seven lengths. Um, that was uh, her previous performance. That was more impressive than this. But I, it was just such a slowly run race in Chantier at the weekend that she probably didn't look as good as she could have looked. Um, I think she's a, a horse where we were rating in sort of around sort of 107 mark. Um, the reason I wanted to bring her up is because she's probably going to go to the pre-morning. So um, th- you sort of need a little bit of substance of what she's achieved. I would I would have her around 107 at the minute, which in the typical year of a pre-morning, it would leave her a good bit to find. But I suspect that this is going to be the leading um, competitor from France. So mm. – I think it's worth just just touching on that. She could be very smart. She will be smart in in a in a strongly run affair, but she's still got a bit to prove. She is being talked about as you know a very very smart horse at the minute. And I would just sort of put a bit of put that fire out just a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to bring her up just for that reason alone.
0: Okay, and see the flame who is um <laughs> let's just make a three year old the one that won the Grand Prix de Paris which is over <laughs> mile and a half, but anyway, and the day before, um, uh, well beaten in the Prix de Jockey Club, um, I think that probably shows how smart Ace Impact really is, mm. um, but a winner of a Group One in his own right and. Yeah. A race that really
1: fell apart, I would have said. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Like I see Matt Chapman tweeting that Soul Sister would have preferred a much stronger pace. Now, this race actually clocked a very good time, so it was a good pace. It was stop start at, at at one stage coming around a bend. But other than that, it was a very, very true pace. And yeah, feed the floor. We, what,
0: what, we, um, what we said about Adelaide River, they didn't find much of the bridle
1: now. Well, he's finished second in the group run. Yeah. I'd, look, I I just think Adelaide River is what he is, but I'm not saying... Uh, look, let's not get back into that, because I promise you we, we could proper have it out of no, that. No, I, I was just wondering
0: what you thought about them finishing second
1: in group one and didn't
0: find a lot well again, but
1: I, you know, just wondering. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway. The, the point being was that Matt Chapman was wrong, Solstice had got the strong pace, she just wasn't quick enough to to live with, with Feed the Flame, who, as you said, was made to look very, very average by ace impact. Um, yeah. And that Ace Impact form just continues to work out. He looks very, very smart. He's five to one favorite for the arc with the Betfair Sportsbook. Feed the Flame is 12 to one.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a bit of a slash once Feed the Flame one, wasn't there, with Ace Impact? I think his price went,
1: yeah, come straight in. But yeah, um, uh, uh, more to highlight the fact that this is another form boost for Ace Impact rather than the actual winner, Feed the Flame. So, okay fine fine
0: um right okay we'll, we'll go over a couple of eye catchers uh, i'm going to switch it back to headquarters Company company's talking about for a couple of reasons um you want to touch on the pace collapse i wanted to sort of mention an eye catcher for me who is a while who I am convinced is going to land a nice handicap at some point came there as if he was going to win and then just sort of flattened out a little bit but it was back in trip so I half wonder if he got maybe caught for toe a little bit and maybe does need to step back up to the mile I'm sure this horse is going to win a nice handicap at some point so he is one of my eye catchers for the week
1: yeah, he, he was the one that I was going to give an um, upgrade to, actually, because there was a pace collapse in this. They went pretty hard, and what you're going to find is you're going to find the horses that came from off the pace, bless him, accidental agent, ropey guest, you're going to find that they're shorter in the market next time than they should be. Uh, so I just wanted to highlight that this race was run. In fact, Biggles actually was more impressive on the clock, furlong by furlong, by furlong than City of Troy was. He actually he actually clocked quicker sectionals than City of Troy did. Um, I think through the second, North fourth, and fifth, and sixth. Yeah, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth furlongs were quicker by Biggles than, than City of Troy. But you got to remember, City of Troy is a two-year-old. He would have yeah, won. The, he would have won the Bunbury Cup anyway. But um, I'm just, it's, it's worth noting that Biggles was pretty much on the f- just off the pace. I'd say box seat, uh, yeah. alongside wall as well. So you could probably argue that they. They were not benefited by that strong pace, given their position in the race. So I thought their performances were well worth an upgrade. Biggles, I think, is is a group horse. I think he can. I think he could go back to six, given the speed he showed, or at seven. I think he's a very progressive horse. I think he's he's going to be okay. one side. I think Biggles and are, are Owl the two to take from the race for sure.
0: Okay, you can't nick one of my eye catchers
1: though. No, no, no. I won't nick him as an eye catcher because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where they would go with him next. With a wall, that's just the issue with him.
0: Yeah, he's just going to be going for those handicapped. I wonder, will he go for the Golden Mm. Mile?
1: There's going to be a couple three-year-olds in there that are probably well handicapped. He's going to give away. Maybe. Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, Okay, and you had a new market eye catcher, which was great truth also uh, on Saturday.
1: Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I thought great truth. He was, look, he was never going to get to the win. He was never going to get anywhere near the winner. But again, just on the sort of a sectional basis, the fourth and fifth furlongs that he put in were very, very quick, quicker than anything else in the race. And I think coming back, in his effort just flattened out, I think coming back and trip will suit him. He looks like a sprinter to me. Um, he's Like I say, he's got a short, sharp stride. He travels strongly. I think he's only going to improve. I thought he lost his race not lost his race because he was never going to win, but lost his lost second place, if you like, inside the final, inside the first furlong, where he's very inexperienced. William Buick couldn't put him where he wanted. I think sprinting is going to really suit him. The way he pulled out and sort of made that move, I can see him doing that over a shorter trip, over sprint trips. Perhaps a Jim Crack will suit him, but I think he's a. I think I do think he's a very smart. He's going to be a very smart horse. So I, I do want Great Truth to, to keep him on side. Yeah.
0: Um, you've already had a quick shout-out to Araminta, who was another that ran over in Chantilly
1: the weekend. Yeah, really tough, Philly, really, this. Like, like, really, really tough. She's progressing at a rate of knots. She finished behind um, Zelly and uh, another horse at Goodwood. Two horses, you know, she had no right to get anywhere near, really, because... She she was inexperienced. She was taking on her elders. Uh, she went out to Goodwood, turned the race into procession. The form has worked out well. The fourth from from her second run at Goodwood, where she won, has gone gone out to chase out Al. Al-Hus- has gone out next time to chase Al home. Uh, I think the fifth was beaten four four lengths in the Group Two Duke of Cambridge. Next time, the forms worked out really well. She went over to Shanti uh, and she she came there with a challenge under Gerald Mosse and. You just thought for a moment she was going to get tapped for toe and sort of swamped, and she didn't. She stuck her neck out, and she pulled out more, and she's ended up winning the race with plenty in hand. Like, it's going to be tough for her where they go with her now. Um, I see she's in the Nassau and the Nassau Sakes, and, you know, they might roll the dice at that. She's 25 to 1 for that. She w- she won't disgrace herself. Like, she she's a, she's a proper horse, this, and uh, she's only going to get better, so... Yeah, Araminta is, is definitely one to keep on side. Ran in the 3.25 at Shanty on Sunday.
0: Okay, I've got um another that I wanted to mention. I've only gone for two this week, but Soldier's Gold, who was the winner at Ascot uh, in a nursery. Now, this horse is going to be... I actually didn't check. I should have had a look, but it's going to have a bit of a hike in the weights, having won about three and a half lengths basically hard held. Um, it was a very impressive performance. I think he's well above his handicap mark. Soldiers Cool has had a fairly decent start um, as a sire. And I think Hugo Palmer would be pretty pleased with 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 this fella because, you know, some of these nicer handicaps appear soon. We've got a couple of, of decent, I think there's that 100 grand uh, or 75 grand handicap nursery at York at the Ebor meeting. Um, you know, there's a couple of valuable options coming up. And I think this horse could be one to keep on side for some of those and um maybe he could progress to end up in group companies, been really consistent, just kept improving with each star. And yeah, I think he's um he's one to keep in, in the notebook anyway.
1: Yeah, definitely looks pretty smart. He's got like 10 pounds, so mark of 90. 10, right. there you go so very, yeah very and,
0: and i imagine i wouldn't be surprised if he appeared at, at york or maybe he'll end up at goodwood who knows but he's one to keep on side and touching on Asker, the summer mile i mean i don't know what was going on but um it was flying yeah i mean the godolphin pacemaker went a million and then the american um classic causeway also went a million which I'm not quite sure what
1: was going on but they were about a furlong ahead of everyone yeah it was suicidal like, like these two jockeys Harry Davies and, and Ben Curtis got over 4,000 rides between them right like surely surely like like, like, I don't, I don't, like you don't want to say these sort of things honestly I don't want to come on here every week and say this sort of thing and, and but that to me is as bad as something like the Dylan Kitts thing like that to me is as bad as that like what, like, what are you achieving there? Like, how do I, I, I not get days for that? I
0: do not know what the instructions were, but it could easily have been make hmm. the running under every circumstance, and they both had the same instructions, so therefore, but then there's obviously a point where you go, Well, you know, yeah,
1: let's use our brains, shall we? Yeah,
0: I don't listen. It's hard when you don't know the instructions, but regardless, it seemed like a pretty kamikaze sort of race really i mean it worked out well for dolphin but i don't think it would have made any difference whether they had the pacemaker or not. because almost when you have a pacemaker there's no point in them going flat out and being a furlong in front because then there's a second group yeah so actually if they take the pack of horses along at, at whatever speed then okay fine it kind of makes sense but like if you're going that fast that the pack of horses are a furlong behind you i the point. Anyway, yeah, how how like you,
1: you've sense. ridden in races, Meg, right? How how difficult and you've been in big fields as well. So how difficult is it when you see someone going off like that, right? If you're sitting in the second group, how, like yeah, how difficult I mean, is it for you to when it goes
0: that fast, I mean that's a bit. I've done it before the other way, cliffs of Dover. I won on him a Haydock once mm-hmm. by about twenty lengths. It was over a mile six, and he clean basically ran off with me the whole way. But like, I rode him every day at home and. I tried to get a bit of cover and they were going to trot round and I basically went F this, mm. let him roll along. And once he was out in front and he opened his stride, I was just passenger, but he kept going. So like in that circumstance, when you're in this like pack behind, you think, how on earth has that kept going? But like that's in a handicap and that's a horse that had been lightly raised on the flat and was about 160 over hurdles and was still improving on the level Whereas this is in a group two. I mean, you know, the horses that are out in front aren't 20 pound well in. of Dover probably was. Mm-hmm. You know, dad bought, dad got sent him, um, having ran on the flat, went straight hurdling. And then we thought, well, he's pretty high of hurdles. Let's change him back. And it ended up that he was so well handicapped. I mean, I literally just had to sit and steer. <laughs> but it's really tricky sometimes in certain times like that. And then in other times you think, I'm happy big speed on going. There's no way they can keep going like that. And it's over a mile. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, I mean, that was breakneck.
1: That it, was just, like it, it just didn't, process. you didn't even, it didn't even look like they were making an effort to go, do you know, like sometimes I can understand when you, when your instructions are to go and get the lead and you're battling for the first furlong, furlong and a half, right? And then normally someone gives in, right? So normally someone go, right, we can't, like this is stupid, yeah, we yeah. can't do this. I didn't look at those, either of those jockeys and think, at any point that they were considering taking it, if they could or if they couldn't, but
0: well, I think what's tricky more now is the horses have had really hard races, so it, it makes it difficult for connections to then know when they can turn them around because they could, you know, that will have taken plenty out of them. Mm. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was worth bringing up because it mm. seemed a little bit bonkers, we- but it was nice to see Charlie Apple with a group winner on the weekend because I think it's fair to say he's had a frustrating time of things are getting turned over at short odds. Some of his two-year-olds with sort of good pedigrees and had a bit of talk about them have been beaten and it's just been a bit of a frustrating season. So to see them with a Group group 2 winner at Ascot was, you know, I think that it was nice. Because I know we like seeing lots of different people share the glory, but I, I also, I thought it was nice for the team to get a big winner again on the weekend.
1: Yeah, I agree. Should we talk about something else that Brian did? Oh dear. Oh come, on. come on. <laughs> Land legend.
0: Oh no. I knew you'd give out about this because you had it, you had its um sort of race plant races planned out before we even knew what was going
1: on. Yeah, I know he's gone from 89, right, up to 102 for finishing fifth in the Bahrain trophy, right? Is it fifth or fourth mm-hmm. or fifth in the Bahrain trophy? Fifth it was. He's picked up five grand for his troubles. Five grand. That's all he's picked up. Do you know, there was a there was a race at Ascot on Saturday, uh, 0-205, three-year-old plus handicap over a mile four. Perfect for him. Winner would have got 24 grand, right? If he'd have come fifth in that race at Ascot, he'd have picked up 396 pounds more than coming fifth in the... Uh, in the Bahrain Trophy. And not only that, but he could have gone on and won more races and built up and then had a crack at group company towards the end of the season. What is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these people? Come on. Don't run an 89-rated handicapper in a group race. It's just balmy. Go and win three races and then go to a group race. Jesus. Now they're, yeah. stuck, with a, now they're stuck with a horse rated one hundred and two. With five grand in their back pocket, probably barely paid for the travel there and back. And what are they going to do with him? Do you know what I mean? I should be a race planner.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> give connections a call and say that your race plan. I mean, the thing is, is you don't know where the pressure was coming from. You know, the owner might have yeah. said, you know, I want him running at Newmarket. I want him running in a group race. That is the end of it. And well, so they, they won the race. Go, eh, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, then they run- don't know how the. Pr- sort of process was worked out for him to end up in that race but
1: anyway they won the, I, they won the race last year with Deauville Legend off 95 so, so I'm assuming that was the reason yeah, yeah but obviously Deauville Legend was 11 to 2 shot last year this was a 25 yeah. to 1 shot so yeah but there you go anyway
0: there we go that was once over um <laughs> we have had right so between us we've had quite a few eye catchers um we have to before we start wrapping up just mention really quickly Shaquille who did about everything wrong and still managed to win the July Cup. I can't see anything getting near him in the sprint division over here at the moment. Um, I don't think Highfield Princess would get near him. I think he's well above the rest of them at this stage.
1: Yeah, it's a division that lacks a bit of depth again, isn't it? Um, yeah. It has done for a few years now, hasn't it? You sort of, you know, but, um, but you can't knock him. Jesus Christ. Maybe he's the star
0: that we've been kind of looking for. Yeah, and,
1: let, and let's hope so because because it, it does the division does need that. And uh, look, he wouldn't have any trouble going back to five finals either. I don't think no. uh, the, the speed he showed. So look, the, the you know the sprint division is their oyster if you like. So whatever they want to do, you know, any ground suspect,
0: five or six. Yeah,
1: I, I, I suspect uh, people will be trying to avoid him um, either way. So I yeah. think the only the only problem he
0: has is is the is the star, you know, he is quirky and he has got problems with the sword, but like he proved there on the weekend, he can fly leap and make an absolute mess of it, still run off with his jockey, pull himself to the front halfway and still keep going so it's like well even if he does do it wrong it doesn't matter
1: but you reckon that if he dropped to five do you reckon that would be more of an inconvenience to him that that those stalls over five he's
0: so fast into stride like look how much ground he made up i mean it was ridiculous rossa kind of thought right fine we are where we are and then next thing he was like right i'm not holding this (laughs) (laughs) you know like shakiel was i think he just is massively in charge feel like there's his way or no way basically if I want to fly a leap out the stools we'll hold on tight and if I want to run off with you well, hold on tight <laughs> you know it's there's no there's no sort of two ways about it I mean when Ashin went one on him at Asuka, how he managed to actually hold him when he was in behind horses I think Ashim's arms would have been about two inches longer afterwards <laughs> because he pulled his arms out but he was like it was a he was in a better position in regards to, like, being able to get cover and stay within cover. Yeah. Whereas for Rossa, he ended up slightly on the outside. And because there was a little bit of daylight, Shakir went, right, off we go.
1: Yeah, I bet so, he thought his race was over as well, Rossa, didn't probably, he, at that point?
0: I think Julie Camacho, like she said, she was like, I thought he did way too much. But yeah. he has such an engine, he's kept finding more.
1: He's a so, beast. yeah, I
0: don't actually think it matters how he runs, the way he's ridden, what happens in the stalls. Providing he enters the stalls, I don't think it actually matters because he's so far in in advance of the rest in that sphere at the moment.
1: Yeah, I agree. Can I get my last eye catcher on the thing before you wrap oh, up? Because, well, no. because well, no. this horse runs this week uh, on Friday, due to running the Scottish stewards on Friday at Hamilton. Uh, it's a horse called Kit Eye for Charlie Johnston. This horse is a bloody improving three-year-old, rapidly improving three-year-old sprinter. Um, could easily be a group horse. The, two, the time that this horse clocked at Pontefract last time was r- ridiculously good. Um He's going to run in the Scottish Stewards under a penalty of 91. I think this horse will take a world of beating on Friday, so I want to get this one on because I am struggling for winners on this list, Meg. Okay. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping to get this one in there sharpish and uh, get this one over the line this week, hopefully. That's Kitai ran in the uh, in at Pontefract last week on the 11th of July, 3:55. Uh, it's a horse for Charlie Johnson
0: for anyone who might forget some of um, the horses mentioned you will i presume be putting them in your column
1: uh the horses mentioned what our list
0: well no so, as in like he's running this week he'll be will he will he be on your best, or best uh, oh yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah sorry yeah definitely uh, look we've got to see the final field the shape up of the race obviously and the and the ground conditions at hamilton on on friday but yeah, check the column out. Um, it's obviously daily tips every day, so check them out. Anything I'm mentioning here will normally, if if conditions are correct, they will be going straight on the column. Um, yeah, it's good. Good racing this week. Good racing on Saturday as well. I'm, I'm quite confident this week. A bit of a. Ugh week last week but i'm quite <laughs> confident in the racing this week just to mention we do have our offer on saturday as well uh, five pound free bet when you bet five pound on horse racing multiples that's on saturday so take a look at that the column that's... for saturday will be out the day before so
0: okay i was going to say that's um that's a good offer for obviously super sprint weekend always a massive field often we have big price winners and um big big price places as well so that's something that people certainly want to be looking into
1: yeah, well, we but we'll be hoping there won't be a big price winner of that race, won't we?
0: Relief rally, six four, yeah. comes in.
1: There you go. There
0: you go. Party on.
1: Bet responsibly. Yeah, that,
0: that might be your first. We we share that as an eye catcher, but that might be your first winner as an eye catcher.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I copied you. Yeah, cheers, Meg.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, remind you of that. Um. Anyway, obviously, loads of action once again this weekend. I'm going to be at Newbury. I'm covering the Super Sprint with ITV, which is going to be really fun. Um, And yeah, everyone, don't forget the offer that is on. Don't forget to check in on Daryl's Daily Tips. And everyone, don't forget to gamble responsibly.